0: If you like what we're doing here, if you support the show and you want to give support to the show, you can do so by going to patreon.com letstalknative. And if you do so, we'll provide you some exclusive content and some things that uh, others aren't going to get when you get it. So support us by going to Patreon. Yahweh. Let's Talk Native is produced at the LTN Studios on the Cattaraugus territory of the Seneca Nation. We break all the rules for native media by peeling back the layers of assimilation and indoctrination. No prayers, no Buffalo speeches, and no spirituality shows. While this podcast does not provide a path to spiritual enlightenment, we do take a tough look at history, oppression, and our survival. But the real goal here is to bring our people together by breaking down what separates us. So, Welcome to Let's Talk Native with John Kane. Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Native. I'm John Kane. I am the host, and we are right now uh, gonna uh, present our second. In a in a series of uh, of conversations with with uh, or otherwise known as Paul Delarone, uh, my longtime friend uh, and somebody who has who has been a part of organizing uh, you know communities, Native communities, uh, the men, the warriors uh, for for many years, we we went through kind of a bit of the origin story, I guess, in in the first episode, but I, what I want to do now is is delve into you know where this where this brought us in some of you know frankly some of the major conflicts like uh, the the Ganazodage slash Oka crisis uh, where it, where it's brought us in terms of some of the the you know the bigger tax battles that we've had with, with whether it's new york state or the united states or, or quebec or canada however you want to break it up um you know how it relates to to, to land reclamation and, and and bring it on forward to to kind of where where we're at now so again I, let me introduce uh degraudage uh, uh to to let's talk native uh, uh again Degar, thanks for joining me anytime well let's let's get kind of right back into it Have we when we ended, we were talking about some of the organization uh organizational things that you guys put in place, especially in, in gonawage uh the funding mechanisms the fact that um, frankly the the warrior society had had become you know somewhat known um, in as far as advancing you know this this new way of uh, of developing economy on our territory which was which was to um utilize our, the regulatory advantages that we were willing to fight for, like tax advantages. And so tobacco came to mind. It would also extend in, into fuel, where we were um, buying a wholesale tobacco, wholesale fuel, and selling it on our territories without, um, you know, especially on the U.S. side, without any New York state and without some of the, the, the federal taxes associated with this um, or uh, with, with some of these products. So we know that the, that the Warrior Society... You became known for some of this economic development, and um, and and that obviously furthered some of the the ability to organize. Uh, why don't you why don't you pick it up from there and and kind of you know give a sense for for where things went um, when when things were running as smoothly as possible. Put it that way.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, first off, you know, uh, people need to uh, uh, remember that none of us were businessmen. We didn't have any experience uh, being business people or anything. You no, know, we come from a people who basically were, uh, you know, trappers and uh, loggers and guides and then iron workers. And uh, and we took on all kinds of professions and that. But one of the things we were not was businessmen. And uh, probably the first businessmen were the fur trading. But other than that, you know, fur trading was long and over, you know? and so. Uh, I, when we went to school, nobody taught you about business or anything like that. And so we had to learn as we went along. And, that, and at the beginning, we really shortchanged ourselves. And that, but as we got into it more and more, we became uh, uh, rather good at it. And, uh, you know, and so the, the, all the enterprises started to grow. And, that. and so, you know, we didn't just do cigarettes. We started financing uh Butcher shops, flower shops, construction companies, landscaping companies. and We were doing everything we could to have our people be able to stand on their own two feet. And we also uh, would help to support the schools. And that, uh, you know, with everything from computers to school buses, uh, or even school buildings, because now, you know, like other communities came to us for help, and uh, we were more than happy to help anybody who came and needed that help and just just had to tell us what they really wanted and that's what we supported them we didn't tell, we didn't tell them how to do anything we just told them we said, yeah here this is what you say you need all right we give it to you and uh, and we never asked for anything in return you know i mean we we helped build bingo halls, even, uh some of the outside of the union and, you know we help farmers with hay and uh Rain and that when the drought was on in, uh, across Western Canada, and you know, and then uh, we supported uh, um, summer camps for uh, uh, single mothers and their children, and you know, and all kinds of. I mean, I, the list goes on and on. But this is the kind of things we were doing to try to uh, let our people know that we're all in wahoo We're all in the same canoe, uh, we're, and we all need to help. You know, somebody might have a broken arm; and can't paddle. we will we'll help? We'll take up the slack for him, you know? And that's that's how, that was always the way we did it. And to us, there was no borders. There's no such thing as, oh, this is just for Mohawks, or this is just for Oneidas, or this is just for Chippewas, or this is just for, uh, you know, Anishinaabe. No, Turtle Island is our mother and All of us, we're one people, we're all that's, That was always our attitude. And we were even amongst our our, our our own. We were always trying to educate and bring that awareness, uh, the dish with one spoon concept. And uh, and that's what we that's what we did. And so, you know, we started to venture off into other things. We started getting into the garment industry, and we started manufacturing jeans and with our own logos on them. And you know, and we supported other people. Not that we wanted to be in the business, but we knew somebody within Indian country would want to be able to do this. And a lot of times uh, when something's going on and we see it every day, as in Wahoo, we think, oh, white man can do it, but we can But if they see one of Wahoo do it, then all of a sudden they say, well, if he can do it, so can I. And that's how businesses were growing, you know? And we supported all these things. And, uh, you know, and, I, and then... There was a grand council called, and there was uh, different feelings. Uh, some people said, you know, oh, cigarettes is not our way, and uh, now, you know, they such you know, uh, because our people are living better now. A lot of our people bought Cadillacs, and we were criticized because we had Cadillacs, you know, and that, but, you know, we are buying uh, old Cadillacs, you know, 10-year-old, 15-year-old Cadillacs, and, and that, and Yet the guy who's criticizing us is by driving a brand new Volvo, you know, which was, you can buy four Cadillacs with what he paid for that Volvo. You know, but it was the name Cadillac or Lincoln. and That's what was eating people away. That's what they were focused on. And so, what do you call it? Uh, You know, when it came to, uh, you know, helping people under land issues, I mean, we supported Gagnonk at that. And not only with money, but with manpower and everything. And that to help Ganyoga become a success. And that, and here Ganyoga is almost 50 years. And nobody else can say that, that they got land back. And, you know, and we didn't have to uh, make a land claim. We didn't have to beg for our land. We just went out and repossessed uh, part of our homeland. And we were all involved in those things. And, you know, and we've been in all... All over Indian country, whenever we were asked, like when Andagas wanted to have an eviction, they sent word to us, and we went down there, and we stood there, not to carry out the eviction, but to make sure that the outside authorities didn't interfere in their right to decide what was going to go on in their communities. Even though people on that council criticized us, we still went because that was the calling. It was the people's call. And that's what we supported. We went there when they called us to stop the expansion of Highway 81, and when people called us because of the tax fight. And uh, in '96, '97, we were there. We we stood with them. We were at their fires. We were at their roadblocks. Uh, We we shared our experiences and our knowledge, and you know, and people were so happy. We were out there. We did the public relations. We uh, we organized. uh, um, a dialogue team and everything to talk on radio, televisions, and uh, newspapers, and we just—it's it, it, it's non-stop. It's non-stop job, and the thing is that your job as a as a is not only for your community; it is for all your people, all your people, all of That's what our job is—to help to protect. And to support in the best way we know how and however we're able to do this. This is what it's about. We have never been the aggressors. We've never been the aggressors to go and say, you know uh, you know to to just go out right and go attack people. And even though there's been so many rumors and things said about us, but I could say it's not true. I well could say it's but not
0: but there true was because. but clearly you know um the the warrior society the the men stood their ground when they were when they were faced with uh with with a force coming onto the territories and and i think that's one of the things that you know, probably sealed um, some of the reputation of the war society he was standing up to the New York State Police, for instance, and Aqua um, and 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 some of the yeah. the that that were, were taking, you know, and, and met much of it was on on the US side, but not exclusively there. It, the, the standoffs were taking place in in many in many territories and beyond Mohawk territory. right. So I think yeah. you know, the the ability and the willingness for you guys to stand up, uh, it 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 didn 't just embolden our people, but it also sent a message to New york state I mean part of the reason that you know yeah. was successful was because they knew who they were dealing with you know part of the reason that we were it's able right. to push back on the state on taxes and and some of these other things is that there was already a bit of a history that was developing with the willingness uh, for the for the the warrior societies to stand up, but also that it wasn't just this rogue bunch of you know, this wasn't you know a gang, this was uh, no. it was an organization that had a commitment to to peace, but also willing to fight yeah. for it. that's right. You see, John, let me tell
1: you. You know, as a as a Longhouse person, growing up in the Longhouse my whole life, and uh, I, I at a very early age, I, I always went to the meetings. I was like a twelve-year-old kid sitting in the meetings, listening to the old timers, and I've been to local councils, national councils, grand councils, and and so on. And I always listened to them talking about the issues that were facing our people. And all the time I would hear, well, every Longhouse had a secretary, and they say to the secretary, well, you're going to have to uh, write this letter to the queen, write this to the governor general, write this to the... Uh, uh, Prime Minister of Canada, write this to uh, Washington. Write this letter and send it to Albany, and you know it just kept going on. So many letters, and finally I asked my grandfather. I says, "Did we ever get a reply to all these letters that we sent?" <laughs> <laughs> he just looked at me said, He says, "No." I said, "Then why did we send the letters?" He says, "It's just the only reason we sent the letters is just to let them know that we have not forgotten, and that we are uh, we are requesting that they." They, um, you know, uh, they carry out uh, their obligation and to respect, like, the two-row and things like this and that. Uh, But most of our letters probably just went in the trash can and that. And so when people talked of the Confederacy, they always talked about us that, like, maybe we belong only in a museum at Smithsonian or Albany Museum or Museum of Man in Ottawa. You know, like, we were thing of a past, but we were still very much alive. And so when did this go to get there? Rekindle the fire, and, uh, and we started taking responsibility and trying to carry out what we learned from the old ones. And uh, then, you know, um, they tried to squash us, but we we would not allow that. We fought back. And we always kept fighting back. We always kept standing firm. And whenever our people were in trouble, we went, we went to support them. However, if the people asked us to lay our lives on the line, that's what we were prepared to do. And, uh, and these are things that we did do. And uh, we stood out there on the front lines to make sure that our people were safe, that uh, nobody was going to abuse our people, and that what our people wanted was what we were going to fight for. We, we didn't always have success, but we did the best we could. And, that, and all of a sudden, you know, there was a propaganda being spread. And you know the sad part about it? The propaganda came from within our own house. Right. And that all of a sudden, people started throwing at, at us that there's no such thing as warriors. There's no such thing as warriors. But yet, everybody's got a all-across team or a hockey team that says Onondaga Warriors or Mohawk Warriors or, you know. Everybody's bragging about the warrior And, about, and, and some of them were <laughs> and some of them were
0: being funded by by some of the, the warrior yeah. societies.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you know and the thing is that we kept explaining to everybody we are the discornaquette. That's who we are, the discornaquette. And that we are not you know that, and we explained that's just a psychological tool in our arsenal. That's well and, and,
0: and to be clear be there there were there were some people who were already be considered iconic native leaders who were going so far as to say that the warriors were outlaws and that that the confederacy had, yeah. had outlawed warrior societies and and, and they try to track it back to the gondoda and hyawenta and, and the burying you know the the symbolic burying of weapons and and they so they they completely misrepresented and of course they ignore the fact that that there were Look, there was even an official proclamation in World War Two where uh, where some of these uh, Nordenstuen had uh, had gone and, and made their own declaration against the Axis powers. So that's right so to justify our men fighting, uh, yes. you know, against you know that's Germany, right. Japan, and Italy. So it, it's 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 crazy and it's hypocritical. But you're right. Much of the um, the the negative stuff that was coming back against the society was happening from from people who, frankly, were were probably a little put off by the fact that there was, uh, you know, that the very advice that they were preaching and promoting for many many years was actually taking hold, and uh, and men and women were acting on it, and they almost seemed uh, yes. to be put off oh, by John. it.
1: John. You know, John, the, the main reason that people, certain people did not want the to exist and that because uh, the Discarreghete, they reaffirmed that the people had a right to make decisions. And the uh, Discarreghete supported the decision uh, of the people. And, that, and certain people uh, who were in certain key positions um, were free to do whatever they wanted, make uh, false claims about how much authority they have and so on and so forth. But when they were called to task and uh, and they didn't listen to the women and they didn't listen to the warnings and that, the, the people gave it to the discord And the discord issued the final w- warning. And when they wasn't adhered to it, the discord did what they were supposed to do. They removed those people, mm. and uh, and this put a fear in so many people because it says, "Holy, we better watch ourselves." Because now the people have the power; they can make us, they can make us comply with our ways, can make us comply with our laws, and that and that's what scared them. And then the propaganda machine broke out and everything. And they had very good writers, and uh, now the internet was just coming into existence and. Uh, you know and a lot of us we didn't know how to use well and they internet. were also trying to and, they, were,
0: they were also using uh you know some levels of inter- international diplomacy to you know to discredit yeah. the but then but then this major conflict erupts in uh in and and it had been brewing for right. for a time and you know it, regardless of how it starts you know what the uh, specific um events were one of the things that became obvious was that the entire world became familiar with the uh, with that unity flag that had now become you know, synonymous with the with the warrior societies, and so yes. now all of a sudden you know, the entire world became aware that yes, there were men, uh, native men, who were prepared to use their own traditions, their own culture, their own history to justify the resistance. Um, you know that that was being demonstrated. So, you know, talk to me a little bit about the effects that, that not only that the uh, the Warriors had on Oka, but that Oka had on, uh, on the Warrior Society, the image and, uh, and that kind of thing. Well, you
1: know, the thing is that, uh, you know, uh, how, how Oka happened, uh, you know, it didn't go in accordance with the process that we were uh, accustomed to. And it was uh, you know certain people in the who um, you know who wanted to protect their forests and so on. and uh, and so people went and they showed support in that. but a lot of the people weren't familiar with our process and that because they didn't get their instructions before they went and got involved. They should have got their instructions on what it was that was expected. And that, and so almost like, uh, they, you know, people were just out there, uh, you know, and making claims of representation of this and representation of that. But even though it didn't go in accordance to what we were accustomed to, we still stood by our people.
0: Well, but but even space. even before the major major conflict, look, I remember being at the uh, Onondaga Longhouse when when representatives were coming down from Ganondagan asking for help. They were asking the Confederacy essentially for help because there was uh, you know it, the the effort to move in on the Pines. Didn't just happen one day. It it had happened. It it had been going on for months, as I recall, if not, you know, uh, many months. Uh, So this was something that was that was building up for quite a period of time. So the reason that some people went was they were just answering the call from the community of uh, some of the voices from uh, from Gunnar to just show up there. And and like you said, they showed up without a whole lot of directives, but they showed up because they were they were they believed they were answering a call, even though there was not a real organized um, effort to heed that call.
1: That's right. Uh, you know, the people of Ganashtaga uh, they were asking for help from the Confederacy, and uh, but the Confederacy did not move on anything, and uh, uh, it's like uh, out, of, out of sight, out of mind, kind of it was. But you know, for many of us, we've seen so much of this happen already. And that when our people got into a, you know, uh, a dispute, it wasn't long before you knew that the outside was going to send forces in to arrest people, charge people, you know, imprison people, or beat people up and that. And so we knew, we knew, even if the, the so-called grand council wasn't going to, you know, do anything officially. And that we, as a people, we still will defend, you know, um, you know, and so that's why we that's why when it came time and Kanaka was uh, under uh, getting attacked, then Kanawaga, we, we did what we had to do. And then people came from all over and did what they had to do. And, and then people in the other territories, they start doing different things to, you know, let Canada know that, that people at we were not alone. That you know, if anything really, really uh, tragic happened, that all of Canada would have known. Well, and even though the, they, and even, even though there was a pretty fun. good
0: media blackout associated with uh, yeah. the initial attack, and uh, and then the, the long standoff that took place, you know what what we, what you're talking about is is some of the actions that were being taking uh, that were taking place in in. Territories that weren't necessarily in the news. So there were there were the the first rail blockades were happening, highways that were blocked, power yeah. lines that were toppled. There were a lot of things that were happening that that wasn't making the news, but Canada sure knew it was happening, and they knew yeah, that, and Canada, that they had, that they had created a, a conflict now, and they were supporting this this village of Oka um, in it, defending them, I guess in, in the in the wake of all this, in such a way that Native people from all over the U S and, and Canada and, and in a, in a big way in Canada, um, we're standing up yeah. and, and we're taking action where they lived. They didn't, nobody had to flood to, to or even, even to gunawage. Right. They, people were taking action where they lived and it was, it was a, a powerful moment.
1: That's right. See, that, that's one of the things is we are sort of We've traveled all over North America and uh. We've traveled overseas. We've traveled all over. We've spoken to, uh, to people in uh, communities all over the world, and uh, and even though there was a blackout, we could still get the word out because we had contacts. We have always had contacts. We've always had a big network, and that and so there's no way that they could keep this out of the minds of the people because we w- we were getting the word out there, and and we 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 are able to do that because the thing is. North America is not such a big place. It's not like back in the old days where you had to go by canoe and and by moccasin, you know. Today, there were telephones. And we knew how to get the word out. We had phone trees. We knew who was going to call who, when they were going to call them, and so on and so forth. And so we have all this in place. And uh, today, everybody just uses Facebook, (laughs) you know. Even though some some, some guys like me were still not on Facebook, you know, because... We're still the old way, you know, we'll pick up a telephone, you know. And that's how what we're used to. You know, people talk to me about zooming and FaceTiming and yeah you know, and Googling and I mean I've heard I know all the expressions because I heard a million times because people nag me.
0: But I say And, and here, I don't and here need you are and here you are on my podcast. <laughs> Well, I'm on my phone. Oh, there, there you go. go. <laughs> there you go. Well, and yeah. also, it yeah. wasn't just about our network. I mean, it, clearly, the the words were getting out to um, to other countries, and you know, the amount of support oh, that we yes. were actually getting from from some of the European countries. I remember the Italian par- Parliament, in particular. There were, I mean, there, yeah. there were nations that were really shining a bright light on the atrocities that Canada was uh, was committing, and 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 as I recall. At the time that that Canada was, you know, had had gone from the SQ involved in in uh, um, in and Oka to the RCMP and then to their to their the, their full blown military, they had committed more troops in their assault on uh, on the treatment center and and Guanajuato than they had then in, then all Iraq. of Desert Storm and right all of Desert Storm right. Yeah. So it was it was really you know, a disproportionate sign of force, but. But our people still stood. That's right. So and I mean, the legacy—the legacy, right. the the legacy is, that comes out of Oka was was a huge um, look. It, the thing is, when when we talk about legacy, you you gotta you know go to thinking about the children and and I remember That's for right. years little kids whose favorite clothing were camo fatigues and and were, was a bandana yeah. and you know little kids want they literally wanted barbed wire to play with because they wanted to string it up like Constantine <laughs> wire that they saw on television. I mean, it was it was bizarre. Only native kids were playing this way. Nobody else was playing this way. So. Yeah. The legacy was that—that's what was being ingrained. So when we, flat, you know, we, we, you know, fast forward to today, we know that whether it's a blockade in Tainanega or whether it's in Wet'suwet'en territory, whether it's standing up, or, you know, for fishing rights in, uh, with the Mi'kmaq, we know that many of these things, you know, still have the image of not just Oka, not just Ganadozade, but but the Warrior Society. So we know that the legacy has been positive. Yeah. Yes, and you know something?
1: Today, you know, I mean, uh, today, you know, there's a lot of people who um, you know are taking what we have struggled for, and they kind of like prostituting it today. You know, uh, they're all dressed in regalia and dancing and singing and everything else. But when it comes time for, for to stand for your people, you don't see those people. You know, all they're out there dancing for is the dollar, you know, and stuff like that. And, you know, the thing is that we better be getting real. You know, with so many things happening in this world and that, and happening to us right here today, and even this COVID, the whole thing and that. You know, our people, because since I was a little boy, I remember the old people saying, the days are going to be coming. When it's going to be uh, important to be able to raise your own food, it's going to be important again to start to hold yourself, carry yourself, and and that. And we got to get back to the land. We got to work with the land. We got to get to understand the creation again. We got to be one with the creation because that's what Ungwehunwe means. Ungwe is the people. Ungwe is the forever. And what is the forever but creation itself? And that, and so. That's what we have to be. We have to be one with that creation. And, that, and I'm not saying let's wear beach clothes and run to the bushes with a hunting knife. No, but I'm saying let's, let's have respect for our, all of our relations because we don't have only human relations. The earth is our relation. She's our mother. Our grandfathers, the four winds, the thunders, and that, the, our brother, the sun, our grandmother, the moon, all our brothers and sisters who roam this land with us. Our cousins, the waters. Our cousins, the distant stars. We have to be one with them, and we have to start to be able to look to them because they're the only guarantee of life. Everything else is a is a is a smoking mirror.
0: Well, and, and, I, and, I, think, and I think it's it's also it's
1: that.
0: also important to realize that um, to the extent that native people um through band councils and elected councils had become have become dependent on the US or Canadian rule of law or on um you know on funding and 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 various things funding their 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 tribal councils and their band councils it's really important that people realize that Things are not looking really bright for the United States or Canada, that there that there are major right. problems. And and look, as you look at the globe and you see what capitalism has done, so you see you see some of the economic failures, you see you know, global conflicts, you see local conflicts, the you know, a lot of these these race you know oriented conflicts that are that are taking place, climate change and all these other things. We need to understand that that, the very systems of organization that that you guys put in place at the very beginning, much of that is gone. And and you're right. When you talk about prostitution of, uh, of some of the things that we fought for, Look, we know that that we have successful businesses in our territory, but how many of them are, are pitching yeah. in in the way that the, that the, the structures that you put in place and creating funding mechanisms to advance our peoples? A lot of that stuff has gone away. I'm not saying it's all. But I'm look. I I do my my program yeah. right here is funded by by literally by three. Uh, organizations and uh, and you know whatever a few individuals do, but but we don't have the you know the the economic strength that we, that we had. And I'm not saying that economic strength has to be tied to dollars and cents or selling cigarettes or anything else, but it does have to yeah. you know somehow get back to uh, to being sustainable and self-sustainable. Yeah, self-reliance. Yep.
1: you know it's self-reliance, taking responsibility because if you li- if you know our language if you know our ways it's all about being responsible because the thing is you have the freedom to make choices but you need to understand is whatever choice you make you got to take responsibility for because for every action there's a reaction and you have to understand these things and that, and it's not always what we want it's what we need that's what we need to understand we got to work for what we need as a people and that what our children are going to need, what our grandchildren are going to need. We're not going to be here forever. Mm. And that somebody a thousand years ago was looking out for us. Well, we have a responsibility to look out for the ones a thousand years from now.
0: Paul, in the, in the time... got selfish. In the time that we have left, uh, you know, I'd like you to, to touch on, on, on at least two things. Um, one is... You know, how hopeful are you with with some of what you're seeing uh, with some of the young people, um, and and what is your message to them? I'm very encouraged. I'm very encouraged. Uh, 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 the young people I'm meeting,
1: I'm, I'm I'm running into so many of them who today I'm so proud of them. They're, they're walking on this earth only using the Unga name, which is a great start. And a lot of them are now. Are, are conversing in our in our language, our words, and, that, and a lot of them are talking about how they want to break out of that reservation mentality and they want to start to reestablish new communities based on our philosophies, our principles, our constitution as Ngwanehunwe people. And I see already different places, and I visit, and that, and they're doing it already. And that, and I'm I'm working with many young people from many different territories right now. And that that we want to get back to living our own lives. We want a life that is not tied to the Indian affairs or the BIA or to the state or the provinces or the federal governments. But we want to raise our own foods. We want to take build our own homes. We don't need mansions. All we need is shelters.
0: You you are hopeful that there that there are uh, people in each community that are, you know, young people that are moving in the right direction. And, and I know one of the things that, that I say all the time, and and, and I'd like to, you to know, you know, kind of expand on is, is that those of so us, we, you, me, those of us that are our age in our 60s and our 70s we need to do everything we can to empower these young people to do the things that, that that we didn't get to and that that perhaps we weren't equipped to do you talked about us not understanding the the language and, and the ways of white men back in the in the 50s well we understand it pretty well right now and but yeah. but too many of our people are as they grew to understand it bought into those systems so i think we need to empower right. our people just to, to do you know, to take our resistance to the next level and to, and, and I, and I see some of it, but, but give me your thoughts on that as we close. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, John, uh, I'll, I'll is that I am very hopeful for the future. And one of the things I, I'm not a young man no more. I, I don't have that uh, same spunk like I did when I was uh, my teens to my fifties. even. You know, um, but one of the things is I, I learned a lot of things. I've 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 known a lot of old timers. I have my language and I've learned to speak English. And um, I, I put on on the tapes, like people, videotape, all these things, uh, with all these new contractions. And it's all over on the internet, uh, constantly talking about our ways and our responsibilities. And um, I can't visit every place anymore, but uh, the tapes are circulating and they're going all over the world. People are listening to this. I'm getting calls from all kinds of people and that are wanting to talk to me. And, um, and, but some people think I got a magic bullet. I don't have a magic bullet for everything. You know, the thing is that I can share my knowledge. I can share my experiences. I can tell them what I've heard and that I don't tell them everything I know is right. But the thing is, at least I got this experience. And I pass it on, but I encourage people, always think about what I tell you, because like my grandmother told me, I could be wrong. That's why creation gave you a brain for you to think. But, but I encourage you to really use that brain and not have somebody else's baloney, gossip and rumors influence your, your, your mind. Use your own eyes. Use your own ears. Use your own mind. And uh, and dissect all matters. Don't don't assume. Assuming is what's hurting us. We cannot assume. The thing is, we have to know. We have to know what's real, not what's imaginary. That's what's hurting us. And the thing is, we have become. Well, many of our people have become so comfortable in letting somebody else do their thinking for them. It's about time. I, I encourage our young people: use your mind and think, because creation gave you the ability to do that.
0: And, and, That's called a human right, and and the right to do it exactly. Uh, Doug, I want to thank you so right. much for for joining me. Uh, I look forward to having you come back. We'll uh, we'll take on a couple of other topics as we move forward. But uh, you know, I think giving this this background. On what the warrior society uh, was, what it is, and and uh, offering some insight to the future, I, I appreciate that. And I, you know, again, I appreciate you, you, uh, you joining me for the program.
1: I, I just like to say to the people, you know, when I talk, I, I'm loud and uh, I'm, I'm, it's like I'm yelling, but I'm, it's not really. I'm not yelling at people. It's that I, I believe so strongly, I'm so passionate about who we are and what we're about and what we're supposed to be doing. That's why I'm, I'm the way I am. I guess I'm over-hyper or something, but I'm not scolding the people. I care. I love my people. I love, I love creation, and I want to see things get good, but I encourage. I can't make it good for you. You have to make it. You and all the rest of us have to pull together, and we have to do this together. Mm-hmm. That's why they always said, take five arrows. Nobody can break five arrows bound together. Right. Yep. So
0: I thank you all for listening, Nyalakola. All right, hey, okay, folks. That's uh, that's my friend. Uh, you may know him as Paul Delarone. If you, uh, I, I do encourage you. You can look online. You can look on YouTube. Look, uh, search his name, Paul Delarone. You'll find you'll find uh, several videos. Some some of them involving this show. But uh, by all means, uh, check out some of the work that he's done. Um, and we'll have him come back. Uh, I, th- I want to thank you for listening. This is John Kane with my friend Dagorun Uh and this was uh, this, this is Let's Talk Native Yahweh.